0: get the cloud going so
1: We get hmm.
0: trying to think of who else am I missing? Although it is a number of people, I ain't a But I'm gonna uh, add as many people as I can remember at the moment, and then from there get going. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, Fatima, Denise, uh. That's all I can think of at the moment. Canu from Seminary. Good morning. How are you? All right. Yeah, it's good to see one of my brothers from Seminary watching. So, hello, hello, and good morning, world, and welcome to the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, where indeed it is early. Um, But every week, we are thankful for you all tuning in with us as we conversate about the latest sport topics that has touched our hearts from the past week. Um, It is always a blast every weekend to talk with you all and always have you guys input and participation. Uh, As a reminder that every week, we always like to begin our podcast by reminding our audience that the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast can be found on Facebook via the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast page on Spotify as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. YouTube with uploaded videos as the Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast, Apple Podcasts as the Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast, as well as our own Facebook pages via Brandon Price and Jamar Goodman, amongst other screaming podcast platforms. Uh, today is May 8th, 2021. And we have yet a seen, yet again seen another interesting week in the sports world. But we have uh, more rumblings of Aaron Rodgers um, in the neighborhood off PBS no longer wanting to be in Green Bay, Jamar. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. i like um, music to my ears. It does, doesn't it? It's, it's a wonderful thing. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks um, continue their hot streak, proven to be uh, or proven to the NBA that they are indeed serious contenders. Um, and the Brooklyn Nets as well, that they are a serious contender. Uh, The Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers are both on a slide, uh, but the Lakers uh, look like they are in danger of making the play-in game and might not even make it past that. Um, Great debates occurring between the NFL and NBA championships. Um, And I did just mention, good morning, Dwayne. Good morning, my brother. Uh, As well as mentioning already the Los Angeles Lakers and their stumbling ways. And so introducing my brother from another mother, Mr. Jamar Goodman. Good morning, sir. How are you? Man, I'm fabulous. How are you doing today? I am good, man. The weather's great. It's Saturday. I got the day off. Uh, Mother's Day tomorrow. So, um, you know, it's, it's great, man.
2: Indeed it is.
0: Yes, yes. And so good morning, Dwayne. He says super hype for this upcoming football season. Yes, I am. As a Bears fan, I am. Not sure, uh, Jamar. What uh is, is what, what... Dwayne? What um team do you rap? Are you a Bears fan as well? Or... Oh no, no, no,
2: no. He he he's a Patriots fan.
0: Ah, uh, he's a, okay. Yeah, so he he still got the right to be excited. They got Mac Jones, and they made a lot of good acquisitions this offseason. season. Uh, it'll be good to see the Patriots back, man. That'll be dope, you know. It will be. Yeah, yeah. So all right, uh, let's begin with the NFL, Jamar. So. Let's begin with this situation in Green Bay. Uh, We know that a Rod wants out of Green Bay. Mm -hmm. um, And we got NFL legends such as Brett Favre um, stating pretty much that if Aaron Rodgers has his mind made up, this is what he's pretty much stating, then he's pretty much not changing. Um, And knowing Aaron Rodgers and the beef he's had with his brother, I don't know if you know he had beef with his brother, Jordan Rodgers, um, who played football, I believe, for Vanderbilt and He's a commentator and was on the uh, Bachelor Red or something like that, or something like that. Uh, his family, uh, he's had beef with his parents. Uh, he's went through various breakups. Um, and now he's recently called Dr. GM, comparing him to Jerry Krause. Um, and so this guy seems to be pretty difficult. And just for me, Jamal, I think with his difficulty, I yeah. wouldn't really want to play with Aaron Rodgers because he seems like a prima donna, you know? And if he don't get his way, then, you know, he's not happy. And don't get me wrong. Players do make the franchise, and we have to acknowledge that. But I just sit there and think of the millions of black players that have made franchises and they don't get what the hell they want. He had the balls to demand to the um, organization, bro. Um, <laughs> if you don't fire the GM, I'm not coming back. Like, okay um so he's definitely uh you know letting them know like you do what I want and if not then it's going to be a serious issue and so um seems like privilege to me and so just curious do you think Aaron Rodgers uh is going to stay in Green Bay or does he take his talents out west like to Las Vegas or to I don't know um the 49ers which should be a good fit for him I think and various things so oh and just on top of that
2: what yep. do you think is the best situation for him? All right, so just just really quick, just to circle back here, like Aaron Rodgers, like for a Bears fan, you know this is music to my ears. I'm I'm, I'm loving this whole situation. I mm-hmm. am. All right, um, you know, with that being said, you know they didn't. You know Aaron Rodgers didn't just get to this point all of a sudden. This this had been building up for some years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but can you blame him though? Like you know, the last, what, 11 years? Let's see, defensive player, defensive player, defensive player, defensive player, defensive player, yeah. defensive player, Jordan Love, defensive player, defensive player, all first-round picks. Even right. this year, they took a corner. So it was like, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers is basically, is the franchise right now. Like, he's the only reason why they're relevant, they're, they're in Super Bowl contention, you know, things of that nature. Without him, it's like, like, where, where are they really? Like, how good of a team are you without Aaron Rodgers? And it seems like we're mm-hmm. about to find out because I don't believe he's coming back. Like, did you hear mm-hmm. that uh, Terry Bradshaw basically called this man weak?
0: Yeah, I heard that, too. And I agree, he is weak. He's a bomb unless he come to Chicago. But, yeah, he's a bomb. We don't need him now. But I'm just saying. <laughs> All right,
2: I <laughs> get you. But, yeah, like, you can if you want to say, you know, that he, he's sensitive – Fine, I, I I'm not going to disagree with you. He's weak. He not going to disagree. Not, not definitely not going to disagree with you there. You know, I, I I heard he was you know had like a beef with with his parents. I know more so his brother or anything like that. But
0: oh, big beef, bro. Big beef. They they do not like each other. Like it is it is almost definitely beef with them. That's how bad they hate each other.
2: That's crazy. Yes, yeah, but um, but yeah, I I don't see this like you know, fixing itself in Green Bay. Like, this is years and years of frustration building up to the point where it's like he, he's had enough. Because I, I feel like if they don't trade him, I feel like I, – I really feel like he'll sit there and retire and not play. That's that's how strong of a beef I think he has with this organization. hmm So, all right. So, as far as a good fit for him or a good situation for him, you know, there, there's a number of teams that that can use him and they, they'll be writing title contention, like just throwing out some names. He can go to the football team. They, they can use him. He can uh, go to the Cleveland Browns. Like, that'd be, a, like, a great scenario. But two teams that I have in mind, one that you mentioned already was the San Francisco 49ers. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure, If, I, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, he grew up a 49ers fan.
0: He sure did. Indeed they Grew up in the Bay Area.
2: And that like that would be full circle just come back around the team that that you know right there wrong you know we we, we said that the Bears could right there wrong with the John Watson earlier this you know right the 49ers had a chance to draft this man first overall in 2005 didn't yep. do it went with Alex Smith look at him now they haven't won a Super Bowl mm-hmm. since what mm-hmm. 94 when they had that dream team and yeah. so I mean, you you trade Aaron, you trade for Aaron Rodgers, give up Trey Lance, another player, a couple, two or three first-round draft picks. I mean, I feel like it's worth it. I mean, you, you got the running game already. And so the play action is going to be lethal. You got weapons on the outside with uh, Brandon Ayuk, Devo Samuel, George Kittle. You have a mm-hmm. defense that is ready with Bosa and them boys at front seven. Like, mm-hmm. you, you have a team that's just a quarterback away, hence that's why they traded up in the draft for a quarterback. So you mm-hmm. goes there that that would be like I wouldn't mind seeing it. I, I really wouldn't. I'd would probably root root for that to happen. And then the yeah, that,
0: other- that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. And Anthony, Wash, Good morning, Anthony. He commented and stated that this woman lives out uh in the Bay Area as well. So hmm. that's cool.
2: So I mean that'd be perfect. And then the other the other team that I mentioned is the Denver Broncos because I feel like they're a quarterback away from being relevant as well. I mean you, you yeah. have. You have the mm-hmm. weapons. You have wide receiver. You got Cortland Sutton. You you have Tim Patrick. You have uh, Jerry Judy, who they drafted. Jerry the Judy, before. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: have Melvin Gordon. You you took another running back who who's solid. I can't think of his name as well. You have uh the the corners. The corners in in Denver right now are elite. The defensive backs in general with Cal Fuller, Perfect Sertain. Uh, I forgot the couple of safeties, but they they're elite. You still got Von Miller, who who who's going to come back. The front like the defense is there they have a defensive mind here coach all they need is a quarterback this could be uh you know a Peyton Manning type thing reincarnated but Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. you know is a, at a higher plateau in his career right now than when Peyton Manning was when he got
0: there so yeah Peyton Manning was throwing them uh low balls his balls wasn't dude, he <laughs> his had balls dude. wasn't what they used to be when nah, he when man. he came in Denver but yeah. he still they, won the Super Bowl
2: they they did in spite of him they won it with everything else right. He had a noodle you. arm at the time. He, I'm
0: telling he got you. to that super bowl. That, that ball was, was like, whoop, whoop, He came to throw the
2: ball <laughs> 20 yards downfield, man. It was a wrap. Von Miller won that Super Bowl for him. I'm
0: <laughs> telling you, man.
2: But uh, but yeah, those the two teams I feel like would be the best situation for him. I mean, they they're just a quarterback away from being relevant, especially the 49ers. So that that's what I got, man. Yep, yep. Good
0: morning, good morning, Deshaun to Top of the morning, my brother. And Dwayne mentioned Noah Funt is probably who you were talking about in uh, Denver. And so, um, yeah, Denver definitely is right down the crust. Um, You know, one team I would like to see him with Hmm. the Raiders. I would love Hmm. to see him in Las Vegas. Las Vegas, just is a wonderful city in general. I think we've all, you know, we know how wonderful Las Vegas is. But I like the weapons they got, man. I like the weapons they got with Amari Cooper. Um, Waller, he is a tight end. Oh, Am- oh, sorry, sorry, Amari Cooper's in Dallas. Yeah. But Waller, um, this kid is arguably the most talented tight end in football. Um, he's like a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the guy can ball. Let's um, not mention that he can hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs and just allow him to do his thing. Um, He, I mean, for me, I think this kid is one of the best running backs in football when he's healthy. Guy's a beast, absolutely off the charts. Um, You know, John Groot might be a bit of a pain to deal with, but he's been proven to have increased this team every year and allow them to play hard. I mean, last year they had a pretty good record. Um, They just kind of faltered down the season, but they, Got off to a really good start, really surprising start. Um, I think things are definitely on the, you know, upward trend. They beat Kansas City last year. Um, and they were one of the few teams to beat Kansas City last year. Uh, you know, so I think, oh, I mean, Las Vegas um, is a very good destination, man. That team is right down the cusp as well. And they could really, you know, cause some havoc for uh, Kansas City. Not saying that they would even be Kansas City in a division, but they got a really good chance. Imagine uh Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers in the same division. This would be phenomenal for football. This would be phenomenal for the NFL seeing those two guys go at it twice a year. Uh, I would love that absolutely. I'd be all in on those football games. I'm telling <laughs> you, I would be all in on those games. Um, so I like, I like, um, I, lo- I like Las Vegas but I definitely like the 49ers. I mean, everything is there. His one was out there. He's from the Bay Cal kid went to California. Um, you know, they could write their wrongs with Deshaun Sean Watson um, as if, you know, it's the situation with the bears. They could have drafted him. Number one, you're right. But they went with Alex Smith. Um, he was a 49ers fan grew up in San Francisco high school, right near San Francisco. Um, the team, as you mentioned, all the weapons they got, um, So it's a really, really good situation that he was to go there. It will be a great situation. Um, They are quarterback away. And so um, 49ers and Raiders um, are two teams I would love to see him uh, play with if he were. And it appears to very much be uh, upon him leaving Green Bay because he's stubborn as hell. And if he has the beef that he has with Green Bay and he's not talking to his brother and his family, bro, like, And these people have made it public and he still don't be involved with him. Like he must be a very difficult person. And so if he's that difficult, I can imagine if he tell Green Bay he not doing it, I I don't think it's happening. And so um, seems like it's a wrap in that case. And so um, we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. It'll definitely be one of the top headlines and stories just because it is Aaron Rodgers. Um, But it does open things up for us uh, as Bears fans. We will now have a younger division. Um, You know, Andy Dalton, we are expecting to start, you know, a few games, maybe five or six games. This all depends on how we, um, you know, win and lose. And if we're not winning, then we'll have Justin Fields in to take the reins. Jordan Love will be in Green Bay. Uh, You'll have Jared Goff um, in Detroit. Um, This is kind of killing my argument with the Matthew Stafford thing. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I ain't going to say nothing.
0: But (laughs) – uh, we got Jared Goff in Detroit, and then we got Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. And so, um, it's an open division. If Aaron Rodgers leave, it's a, it's an open division. And we, we got the Vikings number. We got Detroit number. Um, we, we do good against those teams. And when Aaron Rodgers isn't playing, we beat green Bay too, when he's not playing. I don't know if you have noticed that, but we beat green Bay when he doesn't play. And so, um, It'd be great to see what happens with that. And so, all right. Good morning, Khalid. Good morning, Deshaun. And so, throughout the week, um, there was discussions on first take. um, And then Jamar brought it up as well about a wonderful question um, that talks about the battle or the toughness of winning NBA championships versus that of the NFL. And so, Jamar Goodman, this morning, I want you uh, for the world to make a case of why it's harder for the NFL uh, or why it's harder to win a championship or a Super Bowl in the NFL compared to winning the Larry O'Brien trophy in the NBA. And so as we do with every question on this show, Jamar, you may now present your case first. Why is it harder to win a Super Bowl than it is to win an NBA championship?
2: All right. So. So, yeah, you know, I posted this, I think, either yesterday or the day before and definitely got a lot of, you know, responses on it. So, mm-hmm. all right, so first thing I want to mention, I'm making the case for the NFL here, uh, the mm-hmm. player impact between the two. So in the NFL, like, you know, you have to have an elite quarterback to be relevant. So that's, that's one position. You got to have that. But also you need to have multiple stars on different phases of the game. To, the, to actually, you know, get it done. You need uh, also probably an elite pass rusher, also elite linebacker, corner, wide receiver, running back. You, you have to have multiple components here. The quarterback is the one that keeps you relevant, but you also need more. You need a lot more. As opposed to the NBA, you know, one superstar makes you relevant. Two superstars can get it done. That's been proven. That, that's my first point. Second, the margin for error. So in the NBA, granted, you know, there's there's more games being played. 82 games in the season normally. This year, 72. Uh, you know, now they got the playing game, and then you know, best of seven, right? Four four rounds, best of seven. So you can mess around and you know, lose a couple of games in each round and still advance. In the NFL, it's you know, it's one and done. Like this is like kind of the football version of March Madness. <laughs> it's one and done. One bad game, it's a wrap. We we saw it. We saw the double joint three years ago, man. When we was opposed, mm-hmm. when we were supposed to, you know, make an actual legitimate run for the Super Bowl,
1: mm-hmm.
2: we, we, we was left in a situation to leave the game with a kicker that couldn't kick, and we all knew that, and we saw a double double Yeah. So the margin for error in, in the NFL is definitely a lot slimmer when it comes down to it. Third point, uh, I want to make the inability – It's I ain't going to say the inability, but the difficulty to repeat. Like, in NBA – like you can, you know, we have seen the Warriors repeat, the Miami Heat repeat, the Lakers three-peat, the Bulls three-peat, all in, mm-hmm. basically in the same span since you know the last two repeats in the NFL. The last one was the Patriots 0-3, 0-4, or, 0-4, or 5 whatever you want to call it, and then the Broncos in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since then in the NBA, you've seen repeats all over the place. You know why? Because two to three superstars would get it done. Kobe and Shaq, they got it done. Two, two.
0: Right. Two, two to three superstars will get it done. Um, but I ask you this, Shamar. In regards to the two to three superstars that get it done, oftentimes yeah. these guys are the best of the best. These are all-time greats that are getting it done, right?
2: They're stars, yes.
0: It's not the same in the NFL with Tom Brady. It's not the same in the NFL with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, literally – as of since two thousand, which is maybe I don't know, I started watching football in maybe nineteen ninety six or something as a kid. Um, for the most part, the superstars still get the championships, right? Yep.
2: Let me. The teams with that.
0: the great quarterbacks, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. What were you about to say? All right, so,
2: so yeah that that brings me to my that brought me back to my first point, and then my last point I'm about to make. First point was the player, impact. got to have an elite quarterback, but the elite quarterback does not get it done by itself, which leads me to my last point, the 53-man roster to a 15-man roster. It is easier to bring together an NBA roster of superstars. I mean, heck, nowadays, you know, stars just, you know, they, they come together on their own. The GMs don't mm-hmm. even got to do it. The, the, the stars just talk together and they're like, hey, let's sign here. That, that's what happens nowadays in the NFL. With it, you know, both leagues have a salary cap, but in order to, you know, put together a roster that's consistent on both sides of the ball, like the quarterback, yes, is, is, is you know, a key position, but they only play one side of the ball. You got to rely on the defense, on other players, the other, what, 21 players that starts out there besides the quarterback. So you have mm-hmm. to rely on somebody else to get the job done. With the 53-man roster, it's like, with a salary cap, do you know how hard and complex that is to put together a team that that is good on both sides of the ball in each individual phase. I mean, the the Buccaneers got it done, but also for them to bring it back, they they are officially running the roster back. I haven't seen a, a team in the NFL like actually do it because normally when teams win the Super Bowl, you know, pe- players like to cash out and right. go play elsewhere. Like these mm-hmm. guys, like actually, this is this is this isn't normal. They they right. like, took pay cuts to mm-hmm. bring it back. And mm-hmm. we might actually have a chance to see a team repeat for the first time since Tom Brady did it with the Patriots almost 20 years ago.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
2: just, just can't be the quarterback by itself.
0: It can't. I hear you, man. Um, the NFL, the football in general, is a very, very tough sport. Um, and it is a tough sport to win a championship in, in general, let alone do a repeat uh, with just so many different variables that come about. Um, In football, like you mentioned, one dangerous thing about football is the fact of um, individuals being able to get hot at certain times and then they'll go into a green bay as the Giants did in the second round or the New York Jets when they went up to New England and they can come out like Jacksonville going to Pittsburgh and pull out just the unthinkable. It happens in football and that's the great variable about it, the 53-man roster. Um, that is associated with the NFL roster and managing all 53 personalities in order to get to a specific goal. Um, it is nowhere near as difficult as it is possibly in the NBA. But I tell you this, when it comes to the NBA, we look at the Charles Barkleys of the world. You know I'm going to go old school here. We look at the uh, Patrick Ewans of the world, the Reggie Millers of the world, great, great NBA players um, that could not get past Michael Jordan. Um, LeBron James back in 08, couldn't get past the Celtics. And so as a result, he went ahead and he formed a super team, um, which is my point here. Um, it is very, very difficult to win a championship in the NBA. And it is so difficult as of today, and it has been in the past, that you literally, like you say, Jamar, and my point, have to get two to three superstars in order to have a chance to sniff an NBA championship, because let alone having one to two players, um, two might not be enough if the rest of the league got other superstars. Um, That was just the one variable last year with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. But as of late, um, it has been that super uh, team trend in which James Harden, you know how talented James Harden is? Kevin Durant. He had to go to the team that he lost to. Like, who does that? But he had to do that, Jamar, in order to get a chance at a championship. He couldn't get past Golden State because they had great talent. And so, as a result, he had to go to Golden State or, yeah, and team up with those guys in order to have a chance at a championship because it wasn't going to happen with his current roster um playing with Russell Westbrook and they were talented as hell they were talented but it wasn't enough James Harden and these guys in Brooklyn they have to get together in order to get to the championship because it's just it's that hard to win Patrick Ewing and those guys back in their day they would never do it they stated they would never ever 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 do a super team but maybe if they did back in the day maybe they would have a ring because if not, you know, it's, it's extremely difficult to get past an all time great such as Michael Jordan. And so this is why you have the super team culture, because it is very difficult to win an NBA championship with just a Devin Booker as example. Devin Booker can be all the talented guy in the world. KG up in Minnesota can be all the talent in the world. Ray Allen up in Seattle or in Milwaukee can be all the talent in the world. But it ain't enough to win an NBA championship. It's extremely, extremely difficult. Um, Number two, when it comes to just the sport of basketball, cardio, you play basketball plenty of times, Jamar, and we're talking about a seven-game series, literally four times. And don't get me wrong, one versus eight might be a sweep. Every now and then, you'll get an OKC baby team or OKC that'll take the Lakers to seven games, or you might get a Memphis team that could pull off an upset against the Mavericks as a number one seed, or you might get the Baby Bulls with Derrick Rose and Joe Kim Noah to push the Celtics to hell in seven games. But for the most part, you'll get teams that will you know, kind of get whitewashed by a number one seed. But once that second round hits, that's when the playoffs start generally for that number one seed. We've seen that over the years. And we're talking sustaining that, Jamar, over a uh, seven-game series by four um, and doing that literally, bro, over a two-month period. you telling me that that's easy to focus on a two-month period compared to going to possibly Tom Brady three games because he always getting the first round by, okay? And so he just got to win three games in order to win a championship over a a four-week period. Um, in which you get a two-week break um, between the championship game and the Super Bowl. The NBA, you ain't getting that. You literally got to be focused for an entire two-month period in order to win an NBA championship, let alone 82 games. My third point, 82-game season or 72-game season. Why do you think, Jamar, that these guys sit out? Why is Kevin Durant sitting out? Why is Kawhi Leonard sitting out? Why is LeBron James and Anthony Davis acting like they hurt? They're doing that because they know how hard it is to win an NBA championship. They're doing it because they know the grueling pain that it takes in the playoffs in order to win an NBA championship, let alone a super team culture now with all these talented guys getting together because they know how hard it is to win an NBA championship. Okay. Um, My last point, Mm -hmm. when it comes to the sport of basketball, um, You do have to, and people really, really sleep on this, you have to manage personalities all the time. And yes, even though these guys are superstars and you can say, hey, take me to the promised land, Um, I can argue the same thing with Tom Brady here. This is my last point. Tom Brady, 43 years old, bro. 43 and still able to win a Super Bowl. You know why? Because the referees protect him and all he got to do is sit back in the pocket and throw the ball, Ain't nobody going to hit him too hard because if so, <laughs> it's going to be a flag thrown. You think LeBron James and the beating that he takes, Shaq and the beating that he takes, Zion Williamson and the beating he takes, Cameron Garnett, Luka Doncic, these guys get beat up physically all the time. And they get beat up and oftentimes the referees don't help them because of their size or because of their athletic abilities or whatever. And you're telling me that that's easy to sustain over a two-month period on top of going through 82 games. And so with LeBron James, he don't take off unless he really hurt. And he's literally playing the regular season and then going through the NBA playoffs, okay? And so imagine being down 3-2 compared to being down seven points in a a football game. Which one do you think is harder? (laughs) Being down 3-2 and then you have to win two straight games and the mental that that has on your brain saying, damn, I'm down 3-2 to the Celtics, and I'm with the Miami Heat, and they can pull off this upset. That's physically grueling for the brain, for your mental capacity, for the team, for everything, for the organization. And then you have to come back and win two more games compared to being down a touchdown against Tom Brady and he throw a pass or something. Um, I think it's extremely difficult, and it is grueling. Not to mention it's grueling in all sports, including football, but it is grueling to win an NBA championship over a two-month period. All
2: right, uh, am I, my I Kevin Hart voice, are you done? Yeah, you I'm done? done. Are you done? For now. Okay.
0: All, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. harder, man.
2: No, I'm gonna respectfully uh, disagree there. Um, all right, so your point of load management, uh, no. So so I mean they, they do load management nowadays because I feel like it is it's more so a, of of a choice and a mindset nowadays than what it was years ago. Now
0: come on man. You telling yeah. me they're not doing load management, bro, because they wanna save themselves for the playoffs?
2: That's that's uh <laughs> we are not – really Jamar. That, are you are not gonna not say that an this argument morning? today? We are not right. having that argument today because. That
0: oh, is, Jamar, no, you telling me no. Kawhi Lin is not doing that because he knows the grueling pain that it takes to win an NBA championship. You, you're telling me he's not doing that?
2: OK, and we're going to say the same thing. Uh, so what? So why Michael Jordan play all those games there? Because he was the one. He was
0: the Right. He was the one example. That's why he's the GOAT. This White. is why LeBron James also, is on the Mount also, Rushmore, also because John, LeBron doesn't do what I mean, the Wylander no, no, no,
2: no, 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 does. No, 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 There, Everybody back then played games. John Stockton only missed 11 games of his career. That's that a different culture because... That's what I'm saying. That's, uh-huh. that's my point. That's what I'm saying. So the load management thing, that that I feel like that's a weak argument right now. Two, football mm. is still a lot more physical sport than it is basketball, hence the where in basketball you can play about... Four four NBA games in a week, let alone in, in one week, as opposed to one game per week in the NFL. Okay, it doesn't. The basketball doesn't take as much of a toll on your body that it, than it does in football. That's the given Okay, I,
0: I can I can see I can see 30? I can see the fact of the, the the weekly game versus four games, but don't get me started about physicality. The game is still physical. I, I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it isn't. is physically grueling. The guys in the NFL, Jamar, can take a break. They can go get some water real quick, um, and and they can get off the field when the defense is on the field. In the NBA, you ain't getting off the damn court in the playoffs. You ain't getting off. LeBron James, Steph Curry ain't getting off the court. They got to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's a lot of cardio, bro. That's a lot of exercise, and that can burn your body out. I mean, if these are the greatest athletes in the
2: world, right, then that's, that shouldn't really be, be too much of a factor. They should be in a greater shape. It should shape. be the
0: I same mean, for the NFL then, right?
2: Now we know that there, there is a difference between that. Ain't nobody going running right, you know, bam, right at each other every single play. That's not happening. It's not. You just got to be more so physically fit in basketball to run, you know, 40-plus minutes a game every game in a seven-game series. Now you you saying, you know, the difference between – you know, being down 3-2 in a series to oppose down 7-0 in a playoff game. I mean, that that goes right back to my point, the margin of error. The fact that you already lost three games and still have a chance to win the series and keep it moving as opposed to losing one game in the playoffs and you're done. You, you cannot have a bad game. You can have three bad games in a seven-game series and still win the series.
0: Period. Okay. I got you. Yes. Okay, so in the NBA, you you down 3-2, you still got a chance to win the series. But you can't tell me, Jamar, that if you down 14, you still can't win the football game? Of course. If you're down 14 with seven minutes left, you're telling me you still can't win the football game? You're telling me that the Baltimore Ravens can't come back against the Denver Broncos and Ray Ray Lewis's last year being down in the fourth quarter, two Mm -hmm. touchdowns and then get a touchdown, and then get a bomb to Jacoby Jones and tie the game, and then get a field goal to win? You're telling me that still can't happen in the NFL? It can? Yeah, it can, but I'm saying that's one game
2: opposed to a possible seven. Okay. This is not the NCAA tournament. You have a best of seven. You have time to make adjustments after each game.
0: It's all. And speaking of adjustments, thank you, Jamar, talking about adjustments here. And good morning, Deshaun. I know you should have been on here to help your friend because he getting whooped right now. Man, I should have came off of this NBA NFL debate. Anthony stated I say injuries are more factor in the NFL as well. It's a reason why they only play one game a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we know that, Deshaun. Yeah. Um, the physical beating these guys take How many guys mm-hmm. in the NBA have concussions mm-hmm. because they get beat on constantly? Yep. You talk about concussions, um, Deshaun. What about the injuries NBA guys take? Have we ever talked about the Achilles, the knee, the 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 the, the foot, uh, all these other injuries that these guys take because they're constantly running up and down the court? The all same day, every injuries,
2: day? the same injuries the NFL players take. Yeah, hey, I mean, heck, that was an offensive tackle from the Broncos a couple of days ago that tore his Achilles, and his season is over with right now. Mm-hmm. Working out. So the same injuries that occur in NFL happens in the NBA.
0: I mean, I they both happen. They both have okay, injuries, Jesus. and so let's take Anthony Davis. Um, Anthony Davis, he can't play because what his Achilles or something right now, and then his no, foot no. or something. No, no, no. And, and so, like, and, as Anthony a,
2: Davis can't play because he's made of glass. That's that's what it is.
0: Who won that game last night between Portland and the Lakers? Uh, Portland. Man, the Lakers are toast. And so, <laughs> when it comes to this argument here. The NBA players have significant injuries too, guys. And imagine then they have to keep running up and down the basketball court for a full 60 minutes. Um, it was one more thing you mentioned, Jamar. And I, geez, I just lost the looking at these points. Um, mm-hmm. I just lost the looking at these points. But I guess something to do with um, the amount of, I don't know. I'm going to come back to it. But this last point was going to really, really kill you. Um, okay. And so you guys are talking about injuries like Alex Smith. Um, yeah. What about Clay Thompson, Anthony? What about Steph Curry? What about Kevin Durant? What about these guys that get significant injuries as well and they have to come back? Okay. Tom um, Brady. He tore his ACL before. I mean these guys go through injuries too in the NBA guys and so let's let's Look, not dismiss the physicality of injuries that occur in the NBA and then have to still go back and forth to um you know play the game and so um when it comes to the NBA uh having to sustain it over the 2 month period that is brutal I'm it is brutally brutally it is overly wearing over your body over that time frame i'm gonna make
2: i'm gonna make one last point and you brought this up and this is my rebuttal to it you said tom brady at the age of 43 still winning Bowls, fine
0: yeah because all he got to do is sit in the back and throw the ball referees helping him and all he got to do is just toss the ball in the air he just standing in one spot he ain't got to run
2: okay so which is brings me to my point here. Yeah, Tom Brady is winning, but it's not just Tom Brady. Tom Brady needs that offensive line to protect him so he can throw the ball. Tom Brady, like you said, can't run around because he's not a mobile quarterback. So he's really relying on five people to make sure he's standing up right. And not to mention – Just like Kevin defense,
0: Durant and LeBron is relying on four people. They can't just walk up the court and shoot the ball. They got to pass the ball to somebody.
2: Now, now, so you're telling me that when it comes down to it, LeBron – James or nor Kevin Durant can just take over a game and just win the game by themselves. That, that's they incredible. can take
0: over the game, but not in today's NBA culture. Hell no, he's gonna need some help.
2: Okay, so he's gonna comes, need some help so in today's NBA. To Why so do you comes, think they have so super teams? Down, so, he can't so just go
0: and take over a game by himself. No, he can't. Oh. He's gonna have to to win a championship. So the, so I'm not saying to get is, to the finals. I'm not saying to beat a second round team. I'm saying to win a championship. Yes, he's gonna need help.
2: Okay, so just like
0: in the NFL. No,
2: so yes, you, no, no, no. So you you're telling me that I, I've never seen uh, Kevin Durant when he went against LeBron just take over the game and and, and beat him a few times, won the game single handedly, won the games by themselves, or or Kawhi Leonard just single handedly won a game by himself? LeBron no. James, I definitely seen LeBron James win a game by he's himself.
0: He's had Fred Fred beat, he's had Tim Duncan, he's had Ben. No, he he's had help. He's had help. I'm talking absolutely. about a
2: single game by himself.
0: A single game. Even in that single game, he still had help.
2: But I'm saying when it comes like, down to Kawhi it. Kawhi Leonard, when it comes he down scored to
0: 115 points in the game. That's my point. Really? He probably scored 30 and really? maybe hit a few buckets at the end of the game. But that does not mean that Manu Ginobili didn't have 30 in the game or really? Tim Duncan had 25 and 12. Okay. All right. No. So,
2: this, so, so, so for me to circle my point, yes, yeah, Tom – Going back to Tom Brady, Tom Brady needs the line in front of him to throw the ball. As we saw on the other side of the ball in that Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes could be all where all he wants, but that off of the line was crap, and he was running 500 yards by himself all over that field. You need other mm-hmm. players, <laughs> the complexity of this, you need other players on both sides of the ball for okay. you to win. Right. And so- a player can just take over a game.
0: That is, I'm, I'm not buying the fact that a player can just take over a game. He can take over the game in the waning minutes, yes, he can. But it still takes four other players. It still takes adjustments. It takes. That's my point. It, adjustments. So adjust, yes, yes, in the NFL, adjustments, you can have adjustments. multiple games
2: to make adjustments. In the NFL, you right. have you have quarters. You have to. Do make you think that's One easy? Game.
0: You. I know it's hard as hell to make adjustments in the middle of the game when a team that hit you. With a, with a kick return and, and throw a bomb, and they up 14-0, and it's only a minute into the game. It's happened with Carolina and Chicago in 05. I know it's hard as hell to bounce back from that. But you can't tell me that it's not easy to make adjustments over a seven-game series.
2: It is. Oh, you have more time to make adjustments.
0: Okay, uh, yes, you, you have make more a- times, but you still have to make adjustments that are correct. Okay, okay, so – so you have seven
2: games to figure out how to beat somebody. You have one game, within one game, to figure out how to beat somebody if somebody does something that's that's something that you're not seeing. So you have to make an adjustment in-game. If you don't make that adjustment, by the end of that game, you're cooked.
0: It's over. You and have so you're game telling run, me game
2: two. You, you can take them losses and come back and make adjustments.
0: Okay, so you're telling me that James Harden being down to the Lakers going up 1-0 last year. Having to to make adjustments. It's hard to make adjustments against a great player, right? It's hard to make adjustments against you being in Houston, maybe by yourself, Then you know, you got a few other little guys that's helping you out compared to going against AD and LeBron in the second round. You come back and you try to make adjustments in order to go up 2-0. But like you mentioned, the greatness of these two guys will overwhelm James Harden. You don't think that that's difficult. To make those adjustments so as a result he know he's not going to win a championship so he got to go to a super team in order I, to get a championship i'm
2: saying the degree of difficulty to make adjustments is harder in the nfl in the playoff time than it is in the nba in the playoff time that's what i'm saying the degree the, the degree of difficulty is harder than the nfl but
0: it might be difficult to make adjustments in the nba i can see that it's very very tough to make those adjustments in the NFL in the heat of the moment, but it is very difficult to make adjustments over a San Diego game series. And let's not even mention in the NBA finals. I'm not talking about the first round here, Jamar. I'm talking about the second round. I'm talking about the finals when you're up against the best competition and you have to make those adjustments. It's very, very, very tough. And so, uh, wow, it is 748. And so I'm just stating I think it's extremely tough to win a championship in the NBA compared to the NFL. And so 82 game series, 82 game season versus 17 games to tell you all you need to know. You're right. Thank you for proving my point, Deshaun. 82 games versus 17. Which one is numerically more pushing? 82 games. Thank you. The margin of error and difficulty
2: is on the favorite NFL on that one. You lose okay. four or five, six games in the NFL. I mean, that's the equivalent to losing probably about 20 or 30 games in the NBA.
0: No, it ain't. That's equivalent to losing about 35 games in the NBA. Either way, <laughs> I mean,
2: you got that much margin of error for the NBA.
0: Okay. It's right. right there, man. I, I hear you. I hear you. It's it's the, the margin of error is very, very tough. I'm with you, brother. All right. So, for time's sake, though, Jamar, we gotta move on because I can t- I can continue to dominate you here in this argument. Um, I, I,
2: I don't think that's happening, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 stretching this out. You you come you pulling things from out of nowhere to stay relevant in this debate. It's it's cool. It's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I still love yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Anthony mentioned maybe if Stafford played in the NBA, you'd like him. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Um, I think he's overrated. I'm, I'm, you know, and I can't wait to tag Jamar and um, Chris over this season because oh,
1: uh,
0: that will certainly be the case. Um, all right, so That's funny. let's talk some NBA, Jamar. Um, okay, I don't know if anyone have noticed the hot streak of the New York Knicks, but lately, the impressive surge of the Milwaukee Bucks. This team, I believe, Jamar, is better than what it was the last two seasons. Um, And, well, yeah, the last two seasons, last season and two years ago, um, with the number one seed, with the NBA MVP, all that. Do you think this team, however, Jamar, this season, could be a serious contender to win the Eastern Conference and push the Brooklyn Nets in a seven-game series? All right, so
2: just first off, I want to say fear the deer. Mm -hmm. My 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 boy, the two-time back-to-back MVP. Looks mm-hmm. like they 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 finally you know got it together. Cause I remember at the beginning of the season, I didn't I didn't think it was it didn't look like it was that based on how everything was you know you know calculated at the time. Um, answer your question about being a serious contender. I think so, just because of the type of basketball they're playing at this exact moment.
0: Absolutely.
2: Um, as far as, you know, pushing uh, Brooklyn or beating them, I mean, honestly, that's that's up in the air. I know they match up extremely well against them. I know they beat them back to back a couple of days ago. Um, the X factor is James Harden because I do not know exactly what this team will look like now with, with James Harden when, whenever he comes back. Cause we only seen seven games with them and that was like all the big three together. And that was months ago at this point. I, I don't know, Jane, right. I don't know how this team, the bucks will defend against James Harden when he's there. Like what kind of dynamic would that bring? Like what kind of defensive adjustments you have to make on that? Cause you know, as well as I do, James Harden has a, a special element to that team, he is the maestro he can get a shot when he wants to. He gets to the free throw line when he wants to. He 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 studies the rule book as much as Kobe did. So he knows how to pick his spots. Knows he 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 he's an offensive of cerebral assassin, man. It is. He he
0: runs the show really well, and they actually move better with him on the floor.
2: Exactly. It's
0: like I'm,
2: it's like I'm more scared of him on the court with KD than I am with KD and Kyrie. I am. Katie and Kyrie alone, I'm not as you know. I, I know that's deadly, but it's not the same effect with James Harden. So I, I can't say. I would say Milwaukee will have a puncher chance to push them for sure. I don't know if they can beat them with James Harden's out there, but uh, uh, I do agree with you. Milwaukee is is playing at its best form in the last three years. This is its best team. And I think the acquisition of PJ uh, Tucker definitely like took them over the top. It just mm-hmm. uh, intangibles, man. You, you can't yeah. teach that. And so, yeah, I I really do like this Bucks team to, to do some heavy damage this playoffs.
0: Yeah. You can't teach effort. You can't teach planned defense. Uh, you can't teach um, team ball, moving the ball. They move the ball so well, man. And they picked up a few guys from San Antonio, including, uh, We'll talk about Forbes later mm-hmm. um, in the NFL list or the most viable franchises. But how about Brian Forbes for the Milwaukee Bucks? Um, guy has a torch. Um, I mean, as a deadly shooter, almost as daily as um, <clears throat> almost as daily as um, the guy that was with San- he's still with San Antonio. You know, the guy that got the little braids in the back can shoot the ball real quick. Um, plays for Pat- San Antonio. Patty Mills. Patty Mills, thank you. Almost as daily as Patty Mills. And this, this Brian Forbes kid, he opens up the floor and he is scary. And so you put that along with just the fact that if you got shooters that are hitting their shots in Milwaukee, Jamar, you can't build a wall for Giannis. How scary is that? <clears throat> because if you got guys hitting the shots, you got to respect them. But if you... I got if you got guys that are hitting their shots, you can't build no wall for Giannis. And it ain't no player in the NBA that can stick Giannis on a one on one, especially when he get past the free throw line. Arms too long, too big, too strong, too fast. He'll find a way to score on you almost every single time. And so people are saying, oh, he's putting up this amount of points in the regular season. Uh, No, if he got shooters that are hitting the shots, he's going to hit those same damn shots he's going to have those same opportunities come to playoffs. And that makes it even scarier. The biggest thing I think with the Eastern Conference, bro, is this. Yeah. The Nets are on a slide right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Philly has a weak schedule in order to finish off the season. Um, It is vitally important here um, for seeding. If the Milwaukee Bucks finish ahead of the Brooklyn Nets, even with James Harden, and Brooklyn got to go to Milwaukee – um, I know when it comes to superstars, they say some of that stuff don't matter. But I think in this case, this is a variant or what you call a special situation. And this special situation will be home court in the Eastern Conference. If Milwaukee can get home court over Brooklyn, I'm telling you all right now, that game, uh, or that series could very well turn out to be an upset. I promise you. It, people ain't see it coming with Denver last year. Denver was, you know under the radar, got hot around the right time. Um, Clippers were hot throughout the entire season, score a lot of points, could just impose their will. Then they ran up against somebody that defended, that can score with them. That was a great matchup. Um, and Milwaukee is a great matchup for Brooklyn. And so if Brooklyn, they are sleeping, they are very cocky right now. They are thinking that, you know, uh, we don't worry about a three seed, blah, blah, blah. Um, if they don't get home court against... Milwaukee, and they end up playing either Philly or New York, which I think could very well be possible. Um, Brooklyn could end up being in some serious trouble, even with James Harden, because you mentioned, Jamar, they've only played seven games together. And in the playoffs, and this is a very important point here, in the playoffs, the game slows down, which means that it is entirely grueling when you have great defensive teams um, and it it gets to the conference finals or the finals or things of that nature. And you got teams that can slow you down physically um, and make you actually work on a defensive end, but then work even harder on the offensive end. That is grueling. And so something to uh, look out for. And so I definitely think uh, Milwaukee can push this team and push them um, very, very intensely in the playoffs. I'm looking forward to it. But another thing. Go ahead.
2: I was like, they they can, and I'm looking forward to the impact of Drew Holiday with them in the playoffs because I know mm-hmm. Drew Holiday usually takes his game to another notch in the playoffs. So
1: mm-hmm. he it's sure does.
2: And, and you know what, Middleton has actually been, you know, uh, benefiting from Holiday because I'm seeing, you know, Middleton getting his shot with ease. He he looks a lot more comfortable, confident, knowing that he, you know, the pressure on him isn't as you know much as it used to be with him being a second option. Now he's like kind of like the third option here and it's like just making his game free flow. So I'm,
0: Absolutely. Cu-
2: I'm curious, man. I'm, I'm excited for the playoffs for sure.
0: Yeah. Cause Drew Holiday, one thing about him, bro, is that he's a point guard stopper and he's been shunned down Kyrie. Kyrie have not been scoring 40 points against Drew Holiday, maybe 20 points. That's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's now talk about my second favorite NBA franchise, who, who's your favorite NBA franchise, Jamar?
2: I mean, of course, it's Chicago.
0: All right. Yep, I'm with you. And so, who's your second? You know what? You got um, on the New York Knicks shirt.
2: Yep. Oh, look. And this is the only New York Knicks merchandise I ever have in my life. And the only reason why I have it is because uh, this is uh, Derrick Rose when he first got
0: traded. So. Um, ah. Speaking of Derrick Rose, shout out to Derrick Rose. Chicago from Inglewood, Southside, Simeon. Brother has been resurged, Jamar. Putting that. up 25 every game. You can't stop him with the right. He go to the left. Quickness is back. Bruh. Like, if Derrick Rose can continue to play this way, the Knicks will be tough as hell. Like, if he's putting up 25 points, um, and he can get his shot off his seam, like whenever he wants to now. It's like, damn, is the old Derrick Rose back? Because if he's back Bro. from the, like, even a portion of the old Derrick Rose, that's trouble.
2: Bro, Bro I, I seriously believe he's playing better than his MVP season right now. He, I think he's a mm-hmm. better player overall right now.
0: Mm-hmm. He's not relying just on athleticism.
2: No, oh, no, not at all. He's crappy. He picks his spots. His shots are falling a lot better than what it used to. Like, he's just playing, like, with so much confidence,
0: like, this dude is a problem. Absolutely. D-Rose, D-Rose, shout out to D-Rose. I'm loving and it. And speaking of the New York Knicks, man, um, we see the playoff standings. Um, and so, just curious, Jamal. like, let's just yeah. say as an example, right? Philly get the first seed. Yep. And New York end up in that fourth seed. And let's say New York, you know, end up playing Atlanta some, and they put, they get pushed to a six-game series. I don't know, five, five, six-game series. They beat Atlanta. And then they go up against Philly in the second round. Do you think that the New York Knicks, with the way they plan, can pull off an upset against the Philadelphia 76
2: That's tough. That's tough because they're playing like – they're playing almost lights out here. And and I know they uh, they lost last night, but they pushed Phoenix for the first three quarters. They pushed them until they uh, pissed off Chris Paul, and that was all she wrote at that point. But um, This
0: was Philly, right?
2: No, this was uh, the Knicks last night against okay. Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. Um Philly, Philly is uh, is legit. They are mm-hmm. legit. Their defense is legit. Their shooting's legit. Embiid is playing out of his mind. Game for yeah. game, he's probably like the best player out there game for game this year. He he is It's like I don't know. It's like I know the Knicks is tough and I expect them to get out the first round. But I still feel like their 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 wall is second round because, well, like, I, as great as Derek Rose is playing and Julius Randle and um, Barrett and Bullock and Toppin and whomever quickly, uh, who and who's going to guard Joel Embiid when the game slows down? They have probably the best post player in the whole NBA right now. Like, how you going to stop that? That's that's my thing. And then Ben Simmons, you know. You know, he could easily win defensive player year every year. Sure. He creates chaos on offense without even shooting the ball as well. So it's like – and then you actually have shooters in Philly. And I know that, you know, the Knicks, you know, defense is spectacular. I think number one defense in the league. But, you know, when it comes down to it, I, I just – I right now I just cannot see – them beating Philly unless NB gets hurt. If NB gets, ho- gets hurt and they play them in the second round, all bets off the table. But.
0: Right, 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 right. It's, it's, it's very interesting, man, and I, you know, just want to kind of point it out because I see a trend with New York Um, and I I have Philly, as I told you, I think they, you know, I said earlier in the season, I think they can beat the Nets. Right. Um, I will look forward to them in the Eastern Conference Finals, but I just wanted to kind of throw a wild card in there Um, in the East and the wild card for me is New York. Um, Just because of the number one ranked defense because of the youth, because of uh, Tom Thibodeau, um, the resurgence of D Rose, they can score with anybody. They always lose by one or two points outside of Phoenix last night. Um, They are tough. And, you know, um, Philly, they are tough too. Don't get me wrong, but Philly is beatable. They are. And, you know, <laughs> I, I if they mean the second round, I am I am like overly interested in that series because I think some crazy can happen in that series. I really, I, really do. I like
2: I, I I wanna root for the Knicks, I do. Just for Derrick Rose purposes and you know, it's you know bad NBA is good when the Knicks are good. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. The game slows down. It's like who is going to stop Embiid? That's that's my thing because that that's going to be a problem and a half for that team. I know they can be scrappy and fight two for nil. I get that, but at but at some point, it's like
0: he overwhelms. Yeah, yes,
2: that's that's my thing.
0: Right, right. Thirty four points in three quarters the other day when they blew out somebody. Philly, think Thursday. So I mean, I, I hate that he got injured because he clearly should have been MVP for me. Clearly.
2: Um, yeah. I just hate he got injured. This
0: was um, this year. Clearly was the best player of been the best player in basketball, if you ask me, this entire season outside of his injury. He, That's me. I
2: mean, I, I still feel like he could still sneak the MVP vote because I know I know Jokic is, you know, supposedly the favorite, but it's like, dude, what seed are they? Like a fourth seed?
0: And I mm-hmm. get it that
2: that Westbrook one as a sixth seed, but he averaged a triple-double for the season. That was an anomaly. Like at, right. at that time.
1: So it's like,
2: I feel like. Personally, I feel like the MVP race is wide open, and, and to your credit, I feel like I, I meant to ask this on Facebook the other day, like, you know, so when are they going to actually, like, really give serious consideration for Chris Paul here?
0: So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I say the top three runners, um, and you put top four, I say you put number one, maybe Jokic, but I, for me, Joel B number two is Jokic. Number three, Chris Paul and four, Julius Randle. That's my order of MVP. Not
2: mad at you on that one.
0: Yeah. So, um, all right. So I think we've kind of talked about this a little bit in regards yep. to the seeding, but just curious, how important do you think it is for seeding in order to determine the Eastern Conference champion? I, so, like with think, the Nets as example, you right. know. I'm just curious. I mean, we know they got the best team talented, talent-wise. Um, if they would have finished the three seed, does that put any trouble on them? Like, does that worry you with them? And I'm, I'm, I'm using the Western Conference as well. Another question to we'll talk about is the Lakers being number six or number seven or whatever. Um, I don't know. I think the lower they drop, the worse it is for both of them.
2: No, I think seeding is important here for the top three teams in the East because, I mean, one of those three teams are coming out. I mean, that's just bottom line. So for Brooklyn, let's just say, for instance, so New York is in the fourth spot, right?
1: Mm-hmm. They,
2: they are just the uh, a half game up against Atlanta, who's fifth, and just a game up against Miami, who's sixth. Let's just say, for instance... You know, for whatever reason, New York drops the sixth and Brooklyn stays third. Milwaukee stays second. So you telling me Brooklyn will have to go through the Knicks, who's <laughs> with a lot of intangibles in that series. The pride of New York will be on their side amongst everything else that we discussed. Milwaukee in the second round in Milwaukee and then Philly in the last round to get to the final. Seeding is very important, especially if the team is not fully healthy. It was a right. fully healthy team in Brooklyn, and I mean that's a different story. But I, it's like they're still a little unknown when James Harden comes back. So, seating is very important. And like you said, Brooklyn goes and plays Milwaukee in the second round in Milwaukee, and they actually got fans. You know, it's not like the bubble anymore. So, right. So you, yeah, seeding is very
0: important in the Eastern Conference, man. And I just want to quickly mention as well, New York would be tough if New York dropped to the six. But bro, don't rule out Miami being a tough ass first round.
2: I mean, with we, Tyler
0: Hero, always. Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, always. Bam Adebayo, Andre Iguodala, hello, that that is Miami. Always. Done beat Miami. Done beat Brooklyn twice this season. With James Harden, one of the games. Not saying yeah. that they've had their full roster, but uh, that will be a tough first round to Miami.
2: Let's, let's let's put some respect on Miami here because I, I I know we we do but may, maybe not enough I mean they're the freaking defending Eastern Conference champs
0: they are they are for a reason absolutely that they are I,
2: I don't want to see Miami in the playoffs I don't
0: I, I, I don't want to see those hot shooters either I don't want to see those hot shooters either because they get it going good luck they can score with Brooklyn they can score with them. they can. And
2: they can defend two. They, man, they got defenders. They got dogs. That's what we described mm-hmm. them last year is a bunch of dogs. That's what right. they are. Dude, mm-hmm. They they will themselves to a, what? Two wins last year in the finals. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler yep. won one game by himself, basically. So that's a scrappy team you do not want to play. I, I completely agree with you. I do. Yeah.
0: And, and so what about the West? Like, um, just, you know, for me real quickly, bro, like the Lakers, um, I think they're in trouble. I don't think they win the West this year. I told you that months ago um, after just seeing after, you know, the injuries. They started off 21 in of the sixth grade team, but um, they they just are injury depleted, man. I don't know if they can pull it out. My favorite now for the West is the Clippers. Um, and so just curious, like, we got Utah at the top. You got Phoenix right there, number two. Yep. You got – um Clippers Who's three, three, the the Clippers, Clippers. three, and yep. then the uh, fourth seed is Nuggets. Nuggets, Mavs, right? Yep. yep. Uh, and six is uh, Portland. Portland. And then seven is the Lakers, and eight is the Grizzlies.
2: No, eight is the, the Warriors.
0: Oh, the Warriors are over the Grizzlies now, okay. And yeah. so then you got the Grizzlies at the bottom, and then somebody else. And at then the center. Spurs. The Spurs, yep. okay. Um. Yeah, man, I think. Just an advantage of the Lakers, the Lakers, man, they have to, I felt, get at least a fourth seed to um, – and it's still in eyes. reach that fourth seed. Um, no, no. It's not even – so the fifth seed is the best they can do at this point. Yep. Right. And so um, I don't know how well that boasts to them because they got to go on the road with the whole playoffs pretty much. Um, and talking about how um, tough that would be for LeBron to pull that off. I'm not saying it's not impossible.
2: He's done it with Cleveland two years ago, but um, three years ago. But this, this is tough, bro. It's um, a tough road. So Portland, so Portland is a game up in the standings, but they have the tiebreakers, So technically they, they're up two games against them. With five games left, uh, the Lakers are looking destined for that play-in series. And if everything stays constant, then it will probably be the Warriors. And that's probably the one team in the play-in tournament in any, in each conference that you do not want to play right now. Yep. So there's that's a good a step, chance right. they could probably lose that game. I don't expect them to be bounced out entirely. But there's a strong possibility they could be an eight seed here and go against either Utah or Phoenix, which, I mean, to play them that early in the playoffs, that that is daunting. And with how they're currently constructed with the injuries – Bro, I, I I don't know. The way that I saw Bogdanovich drop 48 points yesterday mm-hmm. with the Jazz and Donovan Mitchell do back in the week. Right. I mean, I know LeBron's coming back next. I don't know how good LeBron's going to be because that ankle is bothering the him bad. I don't know how good Anthony Davis. Dude, I, I don't know, man. I'm like, and I'm, I'm not trying to be, you know, biased or anything. I'm not a Lakers fan by any means. And I'm trying to be like, straight up. I honestly don't know how, like, I, like you said, them coming out the West don't looking good. I don't even know first round right now.
0: Yeah. They, 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 yeah. They're looking like a first round exit. That'll be an early exit. Five, six games, maybe six. Like, yeah, they, they they're not looking like they, yeah. And so in regards to seating, um for the Lakers, uh if they don't get that fourth seed, And if even if they get the fifth, and they would play, they would play the Nuggets. I think they could beat the Nuggets. I think they could beat the Nuggets in a series. They have to get the fifth seed. If they drop in the play-in, it's it's, it's curtains.
2: It is. And also, if they stay, if they get to the sixth seed and say Portland or Dallas falls out, it's probably curtains as well because you be you have the battle of, of L.A. right there, and you know darn well. That team, that's the only team that they really play for in the playoffs. They want the Lakers. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, and the Clippers, I think, will crush them.
2: Yeah, as of right now.
0: Yeah, it, it almost be like a no contest. Yeah, they'll crush them. So, and Lakers. The Lakers to... miss Ray John Rondo. They miss. um, Yeah. White Howard, I think. I think they miss I, both of those guys. Yeah,
2: I agree. So, Lakers need the. The fifth seed right now to to try to make a run here because i six seven for eighth i don't see it
0: yeah it's gonna be tough it's gonna be really really tough all right so um let's now in bro with some baseball just really quickly um are you impressed with the white Sox yes i am uh regardless of the injuries to roberts and jimenez as well as our bullpen struggles
2: Brother, we are balling. We I feel like we're balling here, even with the injuries. I, I feel like, you know, the last time that I think when when we had Chris on, you know, you know, it was kind of disappointed at their start. But I feel like they had a slow start last year, but there's more expectations mm-hmm. this year and they still had a slow start. But I mean, what's this? 30 games in, they are at the top of their division right now. Um mm-hmm. plus 39 and point differential. That is excellent.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, pitching has looked a lot better in, the, in this last week cuz I remember uh I think the other day they beat what was it? Cleveland 9-0 and stuff like that and you know, just, just as long as you know the bats stay consistent and, and the pitching just if the pitching is average at best, it don't even have to be great. Just average and the bullpen just do its job then I mean, the sky is the limit, man. Tim Anderson came back and just his bat has been great. You know, Abreu's been great. Uh just just in general, the team, team, team is playing well. And in, in, in spite of Tony LaRusso, which I'm not a big fan of. Team, team's mm-hmm. playing, <laughs> playing well. So I'm I'm happy. Uh, I feel like I feel like the only honestly, I know Cleveland's a half game behind us. I don't even consider them a real threat this year. I don't.
0: Yeah, um, it's hard for me since they then gave up, you know. Um, the guy that went to the Mets, talented guy.
2: Yeah. Uh dude, I feel like this this division is ours for the taking. We I think we're playing the Royals right now and they
0: they're and they they're, were first place, but we're we're stumping them now. We've been kicking their butts all year.
2: Yeah, I, I think we definitely like grabbed the division by the by the uh cojones here and uh, you know, just uh, do our thing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready. It's like, I'm ready to fast forward to uh, October.
0: Let's go. Yeah. 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 And the player I mentioned, uh, that went from Cleveland is uh, Francisco Lindor. Mm, So um, yeah. White Sox are first place in the division. And so um, Anthony stated, I'm trying to stay optimistic, but having an 80 year old manager and losing 70 plus home runs and 70, 175 plus ribbies is gonna be tough. Yeah, uh we're both of those guys. I mean, um it, but it I f-
2: go ahead, Jamar. I it is, but if the team is playing, could continue to play well now, and when those guys come back, that's just you mm-hmm. know,
0: extra added damage. That's just like over exactly. That was my point that I made to Anthony the other morning. Is um, because we work out and mm-hmm. I told him that I felt that if the White Sox actually just keep up their winning ways, keep first place in the division, which I don't think with this division you got to win. Uh, i say maybe 85, 90 games to win this division. Correct. Um,
2: the other teams you know, don't have enough bats. They don't. Maybe, right. may, maybe they're twins, but, you know, they're going to be irrelevant at the time. Everybody else don't have enough bats. We, we have horsepower on mm-hmm. offense, so our bats will keep us relevant
0: until then. Right. And you heard what they, uh, Abba which we've talked about him at the beginning of the season. We were talking about baseball. Um, he's been let go, which is like overdue, as we know, Jamar. Man. Um, and basically, he's talking about Tony LaRosa, he mentioned that, you know, there's no room for Abba Pujols because our roster's loaded pretty much. And so that, that, that states something definitely. And so the White Sox, shout out to them. We have to make sure you guys, since we are Southsiders and Chicago White Sox fans. And so keep it up. Keep up the winning ways. Take care of the division. And so um, in time, you know, hopefully Robertson, and those guys and Jimenez can come back and maybe the bullpen can get hot around the right time. And um I mean you yeah
2: know. And, and never know you might make a move of the deadline to add to that bullpen. You never know. I mean there's there's options. I as of right now I wouldn't touch anything, see how it plays out until uh we get towards July here and then go from there.
0: Right, absolutely. And so yes, um, but well, we want to thank you all for tuning in with us. Thank you, Anthony <clears throat> and Deshaun and oh Denise hey. And, hey, real uh, quick, did you
2: pull pull up that uh force topic real quick?
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Let's briefly mention, we want to talk quickly, everyone, about the Forbes topic um, and the most valued franchises in the world with the Dallas Cowboys being number one. Um, I know that got a lot to do with Jerry Jones and his branding. Oh,
2: absolutely.
0: Yeah, but it's interesting to see New York on here, right? Like you got the Knicks, the Giants and the Yanks.
2: I mean, branding is everything. And, you know, the, the the city of New York, I mean, that, that does it by itself. Right. The Giants, yeah, yeah. That, that's surprising to me. That's
0: surprising. I was surprised to see the Giants there. Wow. I was even surprised to see the small market Patriots at $4.4 billion. But then when I thought about it, I'm like, Tom Brady and Robert they, Kraft, those they guys. They built that up. Smart guys. They built that up over all them winning years. Now,
2: I, I think the most surprising to me is the Warriors – Ahead of the Lakers.
0: That wow. That, that is the bay over the Lakers. Wow. That is surprising. I'm sitting there looking at it. Wow. That is very surprising. I would expect the Warriors to not even be nowhere near this list.
2: At all. And that lets you know the impact of Curry has had since he joined. Cause that team was not worth that much. And then when they got the new owners, like that's how quickly like a brand or a company or a business in general could just, you know rise up and become that much profitable it's it's crazy and it be, is and then anything above like Barcelona and Real Madrid and uh, Bayern Munich like like those three are powerhouse soccer teams powerhouse powerhouse
0: and so boot- worldwide powerhouse teams
2: yeah so like this list is impressive i i, I mean jerry jones as a businessman for him taking advantage of the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s and do everything that he did to, for, for the Cowboys still be done as America's team and they haven't won anything in almost 30 years. That's telling that's you right to me.
0: It's very, very impressive, man. They haven't won a Super Bowl since the early 90s, and they are still the highest value franchise. If I would have said something first, I would have said the Yankees would have been number one if I wouldn't have looked at this list. Just being at the Yankees and their dominance throughout the 90s and two thousands and Derek Jeter and those guys and the Yankees being in New York, the Mecca. Um, I definitely would have thought that the Knicks and the Yankees would be one and two with Dallas being right there, number three. But that's surprising. Barcelona, definitely.
2: Yeah.
0: Real Madrid. I, I'm, I'm still looking for some other soccer teams, but, you know, I'm sure they're probably in the teams. Um, the Warriors is just shocking. I mean, that's shocking. Yeah. Um, And the Patriots, I mean, that's very surprising. The Giants, wow. If I would have had to put another football team outside of the Cowboys, and shout out to the NFC East because they are the NFC least, and they have (laughs) two of the most valuable franchises in sports. This is crazy. I would have thought Green Bay would have been up there, or um, even, let's say, as an example, the the Bears, but the Giants, wow. But you got to think
2: of the market. There's you you would never see Green Bay on this list at all because of that small market.
0: It's crazy, though, because they are, like, clearly the most storied franchise in football.
2: They are, but them sitting all the way up there in a part of Wisconsin, nobody wants to live in except for the people that live there. Like, there's no Mm -hmm. way. If the Bears have to start winning games, you know, winning, you know, Super Bowls, I mean, they could climb this list, but... Absolutely. But but primarily, you you know, you see major markets here um, outside of... uh, I know... The Bay Area is kind of big, but I think they... I think well, they you got to
0: include San Francisco and Oakland in the Bay. Yeah. And San Diego.
2: And then also, I'm pretty sure they get a big uh, portion of that from uh, Asia as well.
0: So that probably boosted that. That's too. true. That's true. That's yeah. very true.
2: Impressive so
0: list. very impressive list. Thanks for pointing this out, Jamar. Uh, the world's most valuable sports teams. And so... um be very good to see you know how things progress with that as um teams win and so um, I just lastly want to point out that the Lakers are at 4.6 bill and the Warriors are at 4.7 bill whoever win that playoff game in the play-in tournament is going to have a higher position at the, end, <laughs> at the end of the season so that's something to be out on look out for oh man yeah yeah and so uh, we thank you all for tuning in with us this morning on the early morning sports talk podcast. Thank you for being with us, for having a great conversation. And um, we appreciate all of you guys input from the to Anthony, to um, Dwayne and various people chiming in to say good morning. And so we appreciate you guys input for real. Um, you guys have a great week. Um, and Anthony mentioned next week, should you talk about Arlington Advantage and Disadvantage? Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is, I think what Anthony's talking about is, I mm-hmm. don't know if you've been seeing on the news, but the Bears lease will be up soon oh. in Soldier Field. And so I live in Arlington Heights and it's the Arlington Racetrack over here. And it is a huge, huge stadium, bro. Big piece of land out here. And it ain't a lot of traffic out here. It ain't as congested as Lakefront. It ain't congested as the South Loop. Um, and the Bears could potentially be by that stadium. Um, and it's a lot of little stadiums and arenas out here. It's crazy how the suburbs are so damn spoiled compared to the city. It's crazy. Oh, but a yeah. lot of space, a lot of opportunity. And so it's something to be out on the lookout on. The Bears could indeed be moving at all the time. You know, I, I,
2: I have thoughts, but but book write that, pencil that in for next week.
0: All right great absolutely and so um this is something to definitely be out on the lookout for um it'd be exciting man to see if that occurs it'd be dope so um thank you all for tuning in any final thoughts or shout outs uh, before we head into the weekend
2: yeah so you know tomorrow is mother's day so definitely want to you know shout out uh, my mother uh miss busy goodman also want to shout out my wife uh tabby um appreciate both of them um Man, uh, they're like cornerstones to my life. So love them mm-hmm. both. Happy Mother's Day.
0: Awesome, man. Yes, I want to shout out my wife, Priscilla Johnak price um, I want to shout out my sister. She has been in place of my mother who transitioned in 2009. As you remember, Jamar, um, when I was at Purdue. And So um, I will be visiting her tomorrow, though, after um, I do church. We are going to be back in church tomorrow for the first time. And so that'll be cool and fun for us to go back. Um and so yeah, you know, shout out to all the mothers, um, all the motherly figures um that are out there handling your the business for your children, um, and continue to do so. You guys are great examples. And so uh thank you all for tuning in this morning to the Early One of Sports Talk Podcast. You all have a blessed and wonderful weekend. Thank you, Jamar, for being with me this morning for the great conversation. Likewise. And everyone have a great weekend. Peace. Peace out.